Alright, how to have a personal ministry. Just curious, uh, what do you guys think of when you think of that statement, how to have a personal ministry? What, what do you guys think of what, what pops in your head? Or, you know, why, did you, why did you come to the group? What, what, what wanted you to come to this, this workshop? Yeah, for me, it was really, uh, I think that see the see of it, yeah. uh, uh, like how to be a fisherman of men, okay, and uh, you know understand how to talk about the Bible in, in every part of my life. Okay, so that was for me. Okay. How's you? Uh, to you know, to be like a head of a Bible study group. I've been a Christian for a long time, and stuff, but anything I can learn to kind of direct people. You know, and that's why I'm here. It's like whatever keys I can pick up to, you know, how, how to focus that, you know, that kind of thing. I, I really don't know. I mean, I would just, you know, randomly talk about because I don't know okay. how to lay something down in a pattern or, you know, that, yeah, uh, okay. like a plan. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, I think I just interact with a lot of people like on a daily basis. I'm in college. Uh, I do RTC, so I think I'm just interacting with some of the people, and I think it's... How can I better those relationships? And yeah. Okay, that gives me a better idea. That's really good. What's your mark? So I, I guess, um, you know, watching my life through the CBMC group or the MIM, it's, uh, it's a little bit, so it was like, like the Bob Fosters or the uh, Will Perkins, you know, those, those guys that you look at and go, whoa, you know, I want to model that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that lifestyle. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to have two parts uh, to the workshop. One is going to be more theological. The second part, I'm going to switch to application. The nuts and bolts. That's what, what it looks, okay, what it looks cool. like. Okay. Uh, on the theological side, um, when, when God first uh, made mankind, um, he was operating as his own priest. Right. He offered his own sacrifices. You see this in Scripture. You see Abraham doing this, other people doing this. Right. They offered their own sacrifices before God. Um, there was no intercessor. Intercessor. The, man was his own priest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so man, own priest. That's how it started. Right. Then God introduced what they called the Levitical priesthood. Right. Mosaic law. Was that Mosaic law? Yeah, the Mosaic law. And he had, you know, there's twelve tribes. And he said, I'm going to take one of those tribes. They're going to be a special tribe. Levites. Levites. And he says, these guys are going to serve in the temple. They're going to offer sacrifices. And I'm going to have all these different traditions and these rules and things that they have to do. They were kind of set apart as God's special workers to do the work of God. Yeah, the mobile movement tax miracle. That mobile moving tabernacle, they were the only ones allowed to touch it. Right, yeah, they had a lot of rules now. Yeah. Right. And they were kind of the attorney, weren't they kind of like the law? They were like the judges in a way, in some some form of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have the eleven tribes. These were just regular Joes. Mm-hmm. They went to work every day. They operated in the business world. They were farmers. They you know herded cattle. They made furniture. They were wood workers, steel workers, whatever. And they gave you know ten percent of their money, so that these guys didn't have to do. You know, regular occupations and, and work. Yeah, yeah. The occupation they didn't have to work in the workforce. Mm-hmm. They did God's work, and they kind of did maybe regular work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and this was the system that was um, that was set up. Um, Excuse me. Oh. 
then, then Jesus comes. Okay? Then Jesus comes. And do you guys remember what the Bible says happened right when Jesus, right after he died on the cross? The veil torn. The veil was torn. Yeah, from the box top up. Or the bottom top down. Yes. Which yeah. was, was crazy. And the top down is significant mm-hmm. because it shows that man didn't do it. Yeah. God did it. Mm-hmm. The, the division, the dividing wall that only the high priest was supposed to go into, mm-hmm. the separation was torn. He said, this system is gone. Mm-hmm. And what happened is, Jesus, we t- returned to the, the Genesis kind of state where we're now our own uh, priests again. Mm-hmm. Now let, let's look at some scriptures real quick. Let's, the, the really the popular ones are in First Peter. So let's just turn to First Peter real quick, chapter two. We've been in First Peter a lot this weekend. <laughs> Put your finger on Revelation chapter 1 2. Put your finger there because that's where we're going next. What's the address, Sean? 1 Peter 2 uh, 5 and 9 and Revelation 1 6. as living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be koinium, sorry, complete Jewish Bible, to be priests set apart for God to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him through Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. This is why, oh, that's five, five and six? Five and nine. Five through nine. Five, no, five and nine. Oh, okay. Five, okay, okay. okay. Uh, I mean, you could read 5 through 9. Actually, it's probably better. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 5 through 9. All right. All right. And this is why the Bible says, Look, I am laying into Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and whoever rests his trust on it will certainly not be humiliated. Now to you who keep trusting, he is precious. But to those who are not trusting... The very stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Also, he is a stone that will make people stumble, mm-hmm. a rock over which they will trip. Mm-hmm. They are stumbling at the word, disobeying it, as had been planned. But you are a chosen people, the king's priest, a holy nation, a people for God to possess. This has got a lot of Hebrew in it. I'm sorry. This is, oh, this is a complete Jewish Bible. So, so I, I speak a little Hebrew. Okay. Yeah. We see in verse 5 and verse 9 uh, that we are referred to, Christian believers, as a holy priesthood, a kingdom mm-hmm. of priests. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, 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 when I was young, my mom used to take me to the Catholic Church and you say, that's the priest. That's where I started, yes. yes. Right. 
And uh, the Bible actually says, well, you're a priest. Mm-hmm. No, you're a priest. Mm-hmm. You're a priest. You're a priest. And um, so that's what the Bible refers to us as. Um, let's go to um, Revelation 1.6. will be the last one. that kind of talks about the priesthood of believers. Just a couple books back. I can get that one. Sure. <clears throat> and he has made us to be a kingdom, priest to his God and Father. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Good. So we are now restored kingdom priests. to a kingdom priest. We are referred to as priest, and Jesus now is our high priest. That's, he talks about that in the book of Hebrews. Jesus is the high priest, we're the regular priest. Now, <clears throat> the misconception that I'll, I'll, let me say this: this system has carried over into the New Testament church. Many people, <clears throat> if not most people that go to church, see their pastor as the Leviticus. The Levitical priesthood. We give our 10% to them. Mm -hmm. They do God's work. And I just go plow fields and raise cattle. Right? That's that's the mindset that they have. What we're trying to kind of get around in in this workshop and seeing that is not the mindset of a New Testament believer. Right. There's no there are occupational Christian workers, but there is no such thing as a part-time Christian. There's no such thing. Right? We are all involved in doing God's work. We are all in full-time Christian ministry. The only difference is the way it's funded. Okay? We are all on all the time, always at work. We are the Levites. We are the priests. And we are doing God's work. Romans gives a good picture, Romans 12, where it says, um, we, we are priests that offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Nobody's bringing in cows. Nobody's bringing in goats. We take our own body. We take it on that burning fire. And we burn ourselves. And we destroy ourselves. And we say, I'm not going to do my will. I'm going to do his will. And that is the mentality of a New Testament believer. We are offering up spiritual sacrifices. And the sacrifice is us. In our will and what we want, and we burn it every day. Right, every not day. free will, but his will. As they say, let's come up for air. <laughs> so, so the hard thing is that the, method, the methods are different. Like they have, a, they have a church foundation. They have a they have a different method of our, of a, doing the ministry yep. than we do. Yep. And even the even the like the young life guys or whoever, they have a different method of reaching people. Exactly. Kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You get involved in those things, but is that really what our calling is? Right. And that's yeah. why I think that's what happens too. I think some guys like they go, well, I'm going to go on a mission trip, and I'm going to go support young life. I'm going to go and be part of that, and that's that's really not what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? There's a difference between go and do. Yeah. And do do. Do as you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You're probably the only. Jesus said, some people are ever going to see. Yes. And, and it's, you know, it's like I open doors and do stuff like that where people are, I see them at a shop, at a store, with a shopping cart. It's like, I'll take that for you. And some people just stop and freeze because it's like, why? All right, all right, thank you. Have a good day. God bless. And then it dawns on me. 
Because now they know, oh, okay, that's why this guy did this. Let's, yeah. So I want to pick up with what you brought up, mm-hmm. methods. Mm-hmm. Okay. The methods of most uh, ministry. Uh, ministry. We get it. We get is, um, I'm going to say, organizational. Basically, there are a lot of people that they'll only get involved in ministry is if somebody organizes it mm-hmm. for them yeah, in advance. Yeah, yeah. And, if, and if you will organize a ministry function for me to participate in in advance, then I will do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not organized, then I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of the mentality. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm not going to say organizational ministry is wrong. It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. If you want to band together as a group and plan an event or plan a function mm-hmm. or plan something, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Organizational ministry is valid. Mm-hmm. But we are talking about the, something different today. Yeah, yeah. We are talking about something unorganized. Yes. We are talking about something that nobody organizes for you. We're talking about how to have your personal ministry. Nobody's organizing this for you. Nobody's doing this for you. There's nothing to sign up for. There's no time to arrive. This is your (laughs) own personal ministry. That's what our topic is. Right. Right. Okay. Now, first off, let's define ministry. Okay, let's define it. What is ministry? That's a good thing. You guys, what are you guys' thoughts? If I were to say that to you, what is a ministry? Well, just kind of like what he says, sometimes it's not even just walking a different... Like, well, the whole thing we've been taught by these three teachers, it's like just a different walk, a different a different way we live. We, we, uh, we smell different, we act different, we yeah. walk different, we act different, we speak different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's apparent. Yeah. So we live a Christian life. We live a godly life. That's what we talk about. Directing people, guiding them to the path. I was part of an organization. I took classes called CL, Christian Life Ministries. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, biblical counselors, but we can't use the word counselor, so biblical disciples. Mm-hmm. It's about finding where people are at, like at a map, mm-hmm. and then helping them get where they need to go. Instead of just giving them a fish, teaching them. So I'm, I'm going to suggest to you this is biblical New Testament ministry. Okay. And that is E-squared. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, yeah. It's okay. The, the two relationships that they referenced earlier, you are either helping, you know, if you, I, I love this little illustration where um, here's Jesus in the middle. you got the non-Christians kind of over here. And you got the Christians kind of over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think ministry is you're either with a non-Christian moving them towards Christ. This would be like the conversion spot mm-hmm. where you become a Christian. Mm-hmm. Where you cross over, death to life. Okay. So you're either helping a non-Christian move towards Christ, or you're helping a Christian grow in the relationship of, with Christ. Thank you. That's cool. Everything that I can tell from the New Testament, this is biblical New Testament ministry. Mm-hmm. Doing one of those two things. I know some of the guys I hang around with, they... They hate it when they, you know, say, "Well, I'm a part of the parking ministry, or I'm a part of the whatever ministry." You know, like I'm the, I'm the grim, the greeting ministry. But biblical and New Testament ministry is this. That's what I'm going to define having a personal ministry as. 
Alright, we'll come up rear there. Any thoughts, comments so far? So you said the one part at the beginning is actually helping people to, to know Christ, right? Yeah. And after or to come closer. Come, come closer to Christ. Yeah, okay. you, remember, you remember Jesus in John 4, right after he talked to the woman by the well. He uh-huh. said to the disciples, he said, he said uh, don't say four more months in the harvest. He says, the fields are ripe for harvest right now. Mm-hmm. He says, there, there are some, he talks about reaping and he talks about sowing. Right. And, he, and he says to his disciples, he said, the harvests are ready to be reaped right now. You're gonna, others have done the hard work. You're going to enter into their labors. So people coming to Christ is, is, a, is a process. Mm-hmm. It's teamwork. And sometimes you moving somebody, a non-Christian, closer to Christ is not going to, you know, it's just going to be, might be something small. It might be just something you say. It might just be a certain amount of time you spend with them. You might not see any results, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't measure it. Yeah. But is that what you're trying to do? Sometimes it's just an accumulate. Sometimes that guy is not going to accept Christ until ten years later, and he's going to remember something you said, and it's stuck in his mind, and he couldn't get rid of it. And, that, and that's kind of what we're talking about with this: the way we talk, the way we carry ourselves, yes. the way we, the way we smell. Even you know, it's it's everything like, you do. Yeah. Yes. Everything you do. Yeah. Because yeah. they're watching us too. Yeah. yeah. Everything you do. Yeah. Once you become, you confess to be a Christian, they're watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And so yeah, so I think that happens. Sometimes you get disappointed, like, well, I've been hanging with this guy for four. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting by the guy that took me five, seven years. Yeah. 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 My word will not return to me void. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. It'll accomplish my will. It'll do what I want. Mm-hmm. Love that. And you just trust. Yeah. That's, That's right. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes having a personal ministry is just that. Mm-hmm. You know? That's learning to surrender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Surrender authority, too. Yeah. Be a light. Be a light, yeah. Yeah. And the other side of this is, you know, as we've watched through our life, Sean, too, and I can't speak for you guys, but we've watched guys that have been over here in this ministry for years and they, they creep over here or they fall off somewhere in some, yeah. some bucket like how, how, did you, how, how did you get there right. so some of that like we was talking with Micah is just being like give him accountability dude you're, you're in the weeds do you realize right. it no I think I'm fine it smells good over here yeah. in the weeds yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it smells really good over in the weeds yeah. but that's part of our ministry the E squared yeah. is to capture the guy before he goes off into the the whole the abyss. Yeah, we talked about that with the Christian leaders' authority, right? Is like if you surrender yourself. I mean, he talked about the yeah. him having an accountability group. But mm-hmm. there could be anything. I mean, if you have a group of men that can tell you, "Hey, yeah. I see what you're doing." Yeah. <laughs> Proverbs: Wisdom in many counselors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sean and I were in an accountability group, and it was he. Uh, we were in a situation where I was going to go do something, and they both, all three of them said, "No, you're not going to do it." And I was like, "I got my truck, car." I went, ah, "I really want to do that," but I didn't do it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I would say be the first step. Look at the areas of the life where God has you. Okay? Like your circles of influence. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna list out mine. So I have two daughters that like to ride horses. And they, they, they have little competitions, they have meets, they have practices, things like that. And what I'm thinking when I'm in doing this horse stuff is how can I do ministry here? Mm-hmm. Right. 
I also, you couldn't tell, but I go to the gym. <laughs> I do go to the gym once a week. And I'm thinking to myself, how can I do ministry here? Mm-hmm. And when I go to work, I'm thinking to myself, how can I do ministry here? Mm-hmm. When I go home with my wife and my kids. Or neighbors. Right. Yeah. I'm saying, how can I do ministry here? When, you got a good one. My neighbors. Mm-hmm. You ask, you, you think to yourself, how mm-hmm. can I do ministry here? Mm-hmm. Right. Everywhere you go, everything you do, when you're on the airplane, when you're on the ski lift, when you're whatever, how can I do ministry here? That's the question. It's a mind transformation. That's what they talk about. Is how you transfer your mind not to be like, hey, I want to make another sale. I want to yeah. get through this thing so I can get home or watch a movie. It's like I'm going to do a ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have a son. He's in soccer. You know, um, things like that. And I'm just thinking, how can how can I do ministry? God, who would people you want to reach out to? And it might be small. It might be just something I say. It might you know might not have any results, but and is, is that my goal? Is that what I'm trying mm-hmm. for? You know? And and some practical things that you can do in these environments. I mean, the first and the easiest thing to do is pray for them. You know, do you have certain people in these environments that you're like, hmm, this is maybe kind of a divine relationship. Yeah. Like this guy just came up and started talking to me. You know, like maybe this is going to go somewhere. Yeah. And you you start praying for that person. I, I like, one of the things that I do is I, I like to throw out spiritual bait. You know, Jesus said we're fishers of men. That's funny, yeah. So I, I throw out bait and then I watch him. Mm-hmm. So I, I just had one happen with the, the, the new, we got a new soccer coach. And he, uh, he asked me, he asked me, so how, how'd you, uh, well, what is it? what brought you to Colorado? You know, and I was like, uh, oh, I said, well, God told me to move here. Mm-hmm. And I just watched it. He put his head down. He didn't talk to him. <laughs> but I'm throwing out spiritual yeah. things. That's why I say God bless the people because sometimes they respond. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, in a negative way that tells me a lot, or they respond in a positive way. It's like, great. You know? Yeah. And I'm still broken with relationships because where are they at in their work? If they believe in God, so, well, you know, I kind of go to church once in a while, you know? Yeah. Then, yeah, then I know where they're at kind of deal. So it's just, it's fishy. Yeah, it's fishing. It's fishing. How they're going to react. In the army, we call it raising the flag. Like, just kind of okay. letting people know. Right. It, it, cha- it changes things. Mm-hmm. You know? Get them to ask questions. Yeah. 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 And so, I, I like to throw out spiritual bait sometimes. I remember, uh, when I was, I was in a band pool, we were all, I was in a band full of non, six non-Christians every, like, three hours a day, going back and forth to Denver. And, um, you know, there's one day, it was a beautiful day out, and I just, man, this is beautiful day I was like I think this is what it was like before the flood yeah I'll just say weird stuff like that you know and they're like what are you talking about well I, well, the Bible there's no change of seasons before the flood most people think that it was basically like springtime all the time you know and now what I'm doing is I throw out the spiritual bait and then it's going to see if they grab it and if they grab it then, then I'm going to go with it and I'm going to try and I try and lean every conversation that I have with a non-Christian Towards something about Christ, you know. If, if they, uh, somebody told me uh, somebody died, yes. you know, and, and it's like, well, death is a spiritual topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you can use that to talk to people about Christ. Is it, 
wow, man, I'm really sorry to hear that so-and-so died. I was like, hey, hey, I'm just curious. Like, I know there's a lot of different opinions on this, but what do you think happens to that guy? You know, and you, you can you, you can have little little pieces of spiritual bait where you get the conversation to go a certain direction, and and you can you can have a spiritual conversation with just about anybody, just about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how the family take it and stuff. You know, if they need any prayer or anything, you know, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. same thing. I, I try to do it all the time. Yeah. Um, what that right there? There's much? not anybody no, spending time. Hula, hula. It says hula mouth or something. So much. There's not many people who spend time around me that don't that? say How much something? I'm um, back to that. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, I mean, sharing your testimony, looking for an opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, especially when you first meet somebody, um, you know, they ask you kind of about your life, you know, where'd you grow up, you know, whatever, you can kind of share your testimony, look for opportunities for that. Um, I think what you said, leading a good example, mm-hmm. is, is a good thing. Um, looking for opportunities to serve yes. is really big. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see that there's a way you can help somebody work on their house or help somebody move, help somebody work on their house, help somebody, if you see any need, um, Try to take advantage of that. Try to serve people. Um, uh, That's going to be really close to your neighbors, too. You're like, hey, I see you're struggling. Yeah. 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 Um, it's kind of funny, too, with men. If you just hang out with them, you do man time, <laughs> yeah. they'll start talking, and you're like, well, how'd that go for you when your dad whipped your butt? You know? Yeah. And what they just opens a whole new... Or they say, I, I don't like going to church because I got hurt there. Well, what happened? Right. Well, I don't remember, but it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever they say. Yeah. I knew what I was thinking of. Yeah. How much, much time do you spend? How much time do you have with the person? Yes, that's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. There are certain people that you you know you're going to see them like this. This is the only time you're going to see them, and then up on there see them again. Yeah. There's another. There's other people, maybe coworkers or something like that. Like you know, I'll probably see this guy every day for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tailor your approach to the individual and. And maybe in some cases be a little bit more bold and quick. And another times just kind of plant seeds mm-hmm. and just kind of serve them, love them, mm-hmm. ask them questions about his life. Mm-hmm. You don't need to move so fast with everybody. Mm-hmm. So what I the question I'm asking myself a lot of times is how much time to have this person? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, we used to, I, used to, I used to do a little like ski lift evangelism. Like here I am sitting with a total stranger. Like <laughs> it's kind of awkward going up the ski lift. And uh, you know, try to have a spiritual conversation on the ski lift. But I, but but I only have, you know, I only have five minutes, and then it's done. So I, I, cut, I cut to this point, you know, pretty quickly on that scenario. But with a coworker, I might go a little slowly. And sometimes you just gotta sense the Holy Spirit and and, and, and judge their reaction. Um, the soccer coach didn't. He does not want to talk about God. <laughs> I know that. So I'm gonna take a different approach with him. Yeah. You know. Right. So. People at, his, at Walmart, I see and stuff. It's like, hey, it's a beautiful day. Praise God. It's really nice out there, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. See you Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, even with that little tiny thing, you're going, that guy, that guy believed in God? I mean, so it's interesting. It could be a little baby seed you're planting. Yeah. yeah. He has a smile on his face, and he believes in God. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So that's, what God, that's what Peter said, because we're probably saying, there's, you know, they, all the hard work was done, I just go harvest. Yeah. yeah. This is me personally. My first step is coffee. Coffee in the morning? No, I, I try. I try to get a guy to get coffee. Oh, get coffee. <laughs> that's my first step. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That's sorry. my like. Yeah. That's my. I mean, yeah. time together with them. For for a Christian that I'm like maybe trying to just disciple, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm not a Christian, but um, 
most of the time it's a Christian. I, want, I just try and get coffee with them. And I would get coffee with them. I might get to know him a little more. I might ask him about his life, about his testimony or whatever. I might, you know, share something that's going on in my life or, or maybe talk about a verse of scripture or whatever, you know. I just kind of judge and see where it goes. But that's usually my first step. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something, something about, too, with, with consuming foods together or something with another. There's a bond. That's yeah. Good. There's a bigger bond there. Yeah. When you're consuming something with somebody. Yeah. You're sharing a meal. And then you'll be like a, I'm sorry to interrupt you, show, but no, Jesus was always hanging out at parties. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, gee, he liked to eat, didn't he? <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting, but it's, yeah. but, it's still, but if you want to be Christ like, then we'll do what Christ did. Yeah. You know what I mean? He went to parties. I know. Go to parties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, Mark. Man. Hey, I've talked. I've gone. To, I've got yeah. a little motorcycle, and uh, for a lot of years, and I go to bar and have a beer and stuff, and sit and talk with somebody, yes. and start talking with the Lord, and it's like. You're talk, you're a Christian and you're here having a beer. I'm like, yeah, but I wouldn't say can't drink. He says get drunk and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Even Jesus drank wine. Yeah. So you know. After I get a coffee with a guy once, I tried. I try to. I try to get into a, a, a continual pattern. Right. So I have off work every. I work nine hour days, so I get I get off every other Monday. So Monday is my ministry day. I try to meet guys in the morning and guys with lunch, and I try to get guys to meet with me once every two weeks. And that, I'm just sharing with my, my yeah, uh, yeah. personal yeah. ministry. Um, and I kind of evaluate the guy. Some guys really like the workbooks that you have downstairs. And she might say, hey, what do you say we meet together once every two weeks or once a week? Mm-hmm. Um, I've asked guys for a four-week commitment before. I've said, hey, how about we meet for four weeks? We go through this book. And if it, you know, if, if you're not getting much out of it or whatever, we just, we just call it. So no questions asked. You know, and say, how about that? So some, sometimes you can go through a workbook with a guy. Other guys are real gifted to that. Um, you can do a Bible study with a guy over coffee. You can do a book of John or whatever. Probably this is where I, most of mine start is um, we just talk about every, everyday life. And, you know, the marriage problems, the kids problems, the, the work problems, the health problems. And, and talk about how, what does the Bible have to say about those things. And we just deal with everyday life. So... Each guy has kind of a different bent, and you know you can kind of figure out how can just how can I serve him? That's really the question. How can I serve him? How can I use my gifts to serve him? And I, you know I've tried to force workbooks on people before, and they they hate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've just some guys just want to sit with me and just talk about life, mm-hmm. and then that's all we do, you know. But it, it's because it's spiritual, but. Um, and uh, and then I usually try to invite them to a a, a Bible study, like a group Bible study. Um, and uh, I do that. I, I do think discipleship and ministry is. Uh, I know we're talking about it on individual effort, but if you really want to help this guy, you're going to need the help of the body. You're going to need to help other people's gifts. And so there, there, I think there is a group aspect to it that does really help. Yeah. And sometimes, like with, with that situation, I've seen a situation where like Don Wavy took over, and like you got a guy and he's, he, they fit better. Yeah. A, they, they connect better than I did. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. 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 And when I first became a Christian, I was going to uh, a church and we started small groups. I said, well, I don't have time for that. And, you know, and I figured, okay, I'll give it a try. And I said, they did it on Saturday. So I said, okay, I'll go. But no one's going to be like me. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's, you know, I'm not going to find anybody like me. And 
first guy I met was T.J. McGinty. Oh, man. Played guitar, rode a motorcycle. And, I, and then <laughs> next guy I met was Brad Gullah mm-hmm. and stuff. And he did martial arts, and I wow. teach martial arts and stuff. But see, you have to understand that at that time I met them, I was in the middle of the Sons of Science Motorcycle Club and became a Christian. Wow, that's cool. So my brothers didn't like me. And people that I had friends before when I went to the club, they didn't like me. So I had no friends. Mm-hmm. So no, but I'll go to this thing, Lord, but no one's going to like me. Mm-hmm. And God put me where I needed to be, yeah. and these people loved him. That's what. Amen. It's a, that's well, a God. It's a God thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what. Well, the thing too is you can, you got them to the prayer breakfast. So, you can get them to the prayer uh, <laughs> luncheons. Yeah. yeah, keep inviting them. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I, think I sometimes I get discouraged because you you know you're you're six months in and the guy's not showing up, or he says I'm going to come and doesn't and then it doesn't it doesn't come. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm busy. I got a dog that I'm chasing. Yeah. yeah. You need some help? Hey, man. You just got to keep at it. How long do you keep at it, though? Is there a time when you do it? Until God takes them out of your life. Yeah, that's true. And I think there's a time when they graduate from you. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah, that's true. That's good. I was meant to take them this far. Yeah, yeah. And now they're meant to go off to Him. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the way I see it. That's a good idea. That's a good yeah. point. Because they know a Christian once. He was a really nice guy, so maybe this Christian isn't so bad. Now I've got a new friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You know, the problem, I, the problem I, get, I, get, I get discouraged. I guess you can see that sometimes. You get, Geesh, you know, come on, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At some point, we have to just learn to, to join the process. Yeah, yeah. Like Mark Ramey used to say, it's the best sales call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Within, you know, yeah. 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 One, of my, one of my mentors was a guy who passed away. He's like, yeah, let's go make sales calls, dude. You win whether you sell the thing or you don't. I know, I'm in sales. So all of this, I'm like, okay, disconnect from the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Be bold, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like... If you only have a minute, it's like the first 30 seconds of a call yes. usually matter the most. Yes. And it's a cold call, but this is a different kind of cold call completely, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah. Uh, same process. I mean. Yeah. 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 Uh, I use my home a lot, you know. Um, uh, the, I like the, the verse in, uh, you know, Titus says the elders are supposed to be lovers of hospitality. Yes. You know, using your home for ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that somehow breaks barriers. You know, just have a guy over your house for dinner, or introducing your family, and, or whatever. If you don't have a family, what you know, um, introducing to your home. Um, one of the, one of the, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I'm sorry if, I'm, if I no. forgive me. You know, you gave me feedback about this. Sorry. <laughs> but so this is this is where my wife and I would fit together. Yeah. You know, like doing ministry together. Like let's yeah. invite some neighbors over. Yeah. And hang, and maybe we're supposed. To, Say so, hey, I mean, whatever we can. It's powerful. Yeah, but yeah. but I gotta have a Christian fun, but a ministry focus. Yeah, not just have fun and have wine and pizza. It's a, it's a ministry focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good thing. My wife will dig that part. Um, one of my favorite su- su- sayings that Walt said uh, was, uh, he said, he said the the secular can become the spiritual. If the motivation is eternal, so what I mean by that is going to the gym is a secular thing, Mm -hmm. riding horses, playing soccer, going to work. These are all secular things. I like to ride dirt bikes. Um, These are secular things. Mm -hmm. But you can make the secular things in your life, you can turn them into spiritual things if 
your motivation is here. Your focus of what your focus is. And like I said, how can I do ministry here? Um, and we all have different gifts, and we all have different talents, and we all, uh, you know, uh, uh, are going to impact people in different ways. But um, it's really about your, what your focus, where your heart is, um, more than anything. Um, and so, anyways, what happens is, is when you kind of start to do this, is um, I, I like Jesus' prayer where, he's, where he, he talks about, he's praying to the disciples, and he says, that those you gave to me. You guys remember, remember reading mm-hmm. that from James yeah. Jesus? Yeah. He's talking about those you gave to me. Mm-hmm. And as I go into my my different arenas of life, I almost feel that way. I almost feel like there's certain people that God gives to you. Mm-hmm. And he says, these are the people, Sean, that you're supposed to minister to. And these are the people, these are the ones I'm giving to you. And I think you'll find that when you have the minute, when you have that mindset of how can I do ministry here, I want to impact everybody however I can. Um, you'll find that God's going to give you certain people, and you're not going to be able to explain it. And you're not going to look back on it and say I did it. But um, just wherever you go, whatever you do, you'll start to see God gives you people, and you'll have your own personal ministry. That's what this is all about. That's about all I got, guys. Let's let's now we can have a group discussion the rest of the time. Any thoughts? Any concerns? Any uh, what? What are you guys? What do you? What's going through your guys' minds? Um, I think for me, I mean, I, this is I'm pretty early in my faith journey, you know, and it's uh, it's definitely been uh, I've been trying to learn a lot in a short amount of time and uh, it's, uh, it's it, it seems a little daunting definitely but now kind of going through this and I mean there's a lot of correlations I can make through this and, and just work right and, right um, it's like a buffet where you want to yeah. taste everything man but I got yeah exactly show. right it's like, <laughs> like well I'll try this and you know this work yeah you, yeah you can't feature dump right in, in a sales call you have to you know listen to the person and understand what he's going what, what they're going through and and uh, and see where you fit in in that, and where Christ fits in in that, yeah. you know. And, um, so I think there's there's still a lot of learning I got to do. I want to know like this part is like what what does it mean to have a personal ministry, and how can I impact people, yeah. and what are some of the practicalities that I can actually use and, and take home and do some stuff tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not just holding a Bible study right off the bat, right? It's just saying God bless you, you know. And I, I hope you have a wonderful day. And, you know, yeah. God bless you. I think it's as easy as that from what I'm, what I'm telling them. Yeah. Going for them. And God will bring people. So, uh, no questions. I, I, I think um, just kind of processing it all. So, yeah. Sometimes I think our hist- like your history is pretty incredible, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. sometimes our hist- some things the Lord puts us through, the trials we go through, can strengthen others, too. Yeah, because you were, you know, the military story and the, you know, being paralyzed. That's pretty terrifying. Yeah. You went through it. So, you, so somehow might you might find other guys that are in that same boat. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So I hit by our past history can sometimes put us into a ministry, ministry that we don't even realize we're called to be in. Yeah, I've never really shared I, some of the stuff that I shared out. I've never said out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And, and, and that's what happens when you're doing the testimony, man. It's like, God, what do I say? Okay, I'll just say whatever you feel like. You're telling me, and next thing you know, it's like I didn't mean to say that, but yeah. it came right out. It was a fantastic yes, testimony. Yes, because it was awesome. something you said affected people. Me. You know, I got a lot of parallels with you. You know, gang life, stuff like that. We hadn't been there. 
Yeah. You know, and, and people that I know that do stuff, party and stuff, I've been there. It's like, hey man, I used to do that. I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I really, it's messing up my life. Absolutely. Yeah, it's messing up my life too, man. I said, well, there's other choices, man. You know? Yeah. You know? Wow. And you can relate to them because you've been there, doesn't it? Right, exactly. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to be in a gang. I have no idea what that's like, but you do. One of the biggest mistakes I see guys making is they don't view their wife as their kids as a part of ministry. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a big deal, yeah. They don't. You know, one of the guys here used to say, say your, your wife is your number one disciple. And um, when you go home and you're with your... Guys make this mistake sometimes. They think, you know, they're, they're motivated to reach out to the non-Christian. They're motivated to go reach out to the guy at work. Then they go home, and they don't, they don't. For some reason, they, there's a disconnect. Oh, this, this is family time. Let's watch football. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, and it's it's not like that is part of your ministry. Yeah. You know, it's a big part of your ministry. So you two guys aren't married, right? <laughs> I was before. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So one thing, one thing, one thing that was really powerful that we did, and that was part of like Mark Ramey, um, you know, pray for your future spouse. You know, oh, wow. and I'm watching my daughters. Um, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's like God gave us a my, some. My son-in-law is incredible. It was a, a gift from the Lord. We prayed for years when she was like six. You know, I just prayed for your future husband. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and you know, just to bring bring the right person to us. Because yeah. God does mold people. And like mm-hmm. I explained, it's like you know, in, in the Hebrew thought, your Jewish thought is like Mary and Joseph. They didn't know each other, met, but they knew they were going to be married because mm-hmm. it was already prearranged. It was pre-arranged God marriage, molded yeah. them to be the people they need to be. So when they were together. Yeah. God said, hey, you guys need to leave here and go to Egypt because Herod's wanting to kill Jesus. They were able to go right and God took care. I think also, um, you know, it's kind of like taking those first steps. Um, You know, sometimes it can just be so, like, intimidating. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's true. You know, once you do it, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I've read across people that just, God, you know, it's like, and it's almost scary anymore because people, some people are acting really weird. It's like, all right, cool. Talk to you later. <laughs> I'm gone. You know, because just their their eyes is, I don't know. It's getting harder to talk to people. I think it's getting harder to mention God around some people because they're reacting. Well, that's what, what's kind of cool about Tom's thing is like you bring that book. Hey, let's, let's talk about how you work. I mean, I'm going to have to do it like a little... Uh, Subversively, man, that's, that's right word. You know, like Tom was doing. Hey, let's go. Let's do, like, why, why do you go to work, dude? Next thing, you know. So sometimes maybe we need to do a little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. I mean, like, I get it. I get to Walmart you. and say, yeah. "Have a good day. God yeah. bless." Yeah. And people, yeah. you know, it's like really, really foreign or almost offending well, there, well, So anymore. <laughs> so I, I prepare myself for that. It's like, well, this is either going to go. Good or bad, we'll see. No big deal. <laughs> so you could be rejected, and somebody will want to yeah. talk to you cause, just because you mentioned it. It's fine. Yeah, that's 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 what I got from. That's a big thing that I got from this. It's just like it's all about disconnect from the outcome. Like you're doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a, it's it's your time to mm-hmm. just do the work now. And if you reap the rewards, good. If you don't, oh, that's good too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I guess the thing I'm facing is this. I think uh, Winston talked about it as a time crunch with the, the screens, the multiple screens, and it never ends. It never ends. You know, how do you get it to? How do you disconnect so you can actually change your mind, focus to spiritual yeah. from the temporal? Most people that I'm around, I think I have a. I ask myself, what's next? 
what, like, what's the next step? Like, how can I, how can I move them closer? Like, a lot of times the next step is I just got to sit down and get coffee. With, you know, sometimes the next step is um, throwing out scripture leader. Sometimes the next step is see if they'll get to a Bible study with me. Sometimes the next step is see if they'll go to Lost Valley. You know, so usually when I'm if I if I'm really thinking like I want I want this person to know Christ, I want them to grow in relationship with Christ. So I'm always thinking to myself, what's next? Like what's next for this person? Like for some people at work, what's next is just leaving them alone and waiting for them to come to me. You know, because I've already thrown out that bait, they've already rejected it. I know they want to have nothing to do with this. And the next step is I'm just I'm just going to serve them. I'm looking for opportunities to serve. I'm going to look for opportunities to love, um, and I'm going to try and be a good example. So sometimes that's the next step. But you know, that's usually what I'm thinking with every person I'm with. Like, what's the next step? You know, my wife. What's the next step? Yeah. Um, um, Yeah, I I just find myself doing that a lot. It's like, okay, Lord, give me some wisdom here. What do I do next? What can I do? Yeah. You know, tell me what to do. Yeah, sometimes I think they get out of the way. Huh? You got to get out of the way. Yeah, right. And honestly, I, I, there's there's two new guys up here today I brought this year, and it's like that was the, they were ready for it. It was the next step. Yeah. I don't I don't invite everybody up here because I know some guys aren't ready for it. It's just too much. Um, I've I've seen I've invited guys up here too early, and it's gone bad. Um, they, I've never, you know, they don't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> so, but but I do see where I, where, I, where a guy and I'm with him, you know, discipling him or whatever, meeting with him. I'm like, you know, he's ready for this. Yeah. And this is what's next. So. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.